0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Hey there, you've wandered on to the VUC, a weekly conference produced by IP Communications and VoIP Community. We would like to thank Simwood.com. Simwood can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our host at PBX is from OnSip.com. You can get a URL that people can click to call you at OnSip.com slash Onsip. Speaking of SIP, we use the best PSTN and SIP conference bridge in the world, ZipDX.com. Our website at VUC.me is on Bluehost.com, and thanks to Voxbone for our world local rate dial-ins. All right, thank you, Michael. We have one of our terrific, our very favorite. Yes, with us. Hello. Yes, then that would be the, as they say in the broadcast business, the lovely and talented Allison Smith.
2: Hello, how's everyone?
1: We're all doing just fine, and I need to remind people that uh, we are all meeting up at Camailio World. comma. All right, James. Kama, and that kama, is kama, in Berlin. It's yeah. in Berlin, May eighth to tenth, twenty seventeen, and it really is. One of the best things going on in Europe and hey, we are now privileged to have a few illustrious Americans like Ms. Smith and Mr. Smith. The other Mr. Smith though, right?
2: <laughs> okay. Let's get well,
1: yourself
3: trouble.
2: technically a comedian, but I'll let it slide.
1: Actually, Mrs. and Mr. and Mrs. Smith are next to each other on the hangout strip. Right Look at now. that.
2: Hi Andy. Oh, let's just tell them. Let's use this opportunity just to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> are you promise not to. Mm-hmm. All right. She's She's so done.
1: Who wants to start? Well, I guess uh, I was going to say for the Ask Me Anything. Of Allison, you didn't ask me anything. You didn't AMA on uh, on Reddit, right? Oh, I
2: sure did. Yeah, I felt like it went on for about a week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's keep it was, going. Yeah, I was told to free up three hours, and I think it actually went on for a day and a half. I'm not exaggerating it. Um, I just kept going back and checking the feed, and that was my mistake because yeah. it kept going and going. But I have to say, maybe they just had really good people uh, screening the questions. There was very little weirdness, I would have to say, which I was grateful for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm yeah, no at, questions. Yeah. Ah, okay.
1: And I was sorry. I was, got distracted by IRC, where people are arguing about what time we were supposed to start, reminding you of the joys of daylight savings, right? So yes. how many of us are on? Uh, when is British uh, summertime, gentlemen? Next weekend. Yeah, this next weekend. weekend,
4: I think. Is it this yeah. weekend or next weekend? Yeah. The night of the twenty fifth of March. Okay. There you go. All
1: right. So oh, really?
5: That's, that's a nightmare, because I've got a flight on that very early on the 27th, so I'm
1: going to be, like, even worse. That's dreadful. Nothing like nothing like the nine hours difference when you go from here to California. I,
2: well, we're talking about phasing it out in Canada next year. They're discussing doing away with it altogether, so I hope they do. You know, Canada has to be
1: one of the most sensible countries in the world. If they're going to do that, that just adds to the list of things that they seem to be doing better. <laughs> no. What do we know about your talk, Allison, uh, or your presentation in uh, Kama'ilio World? Is it, is it secret or can we reveal? No, can we open the
2: kimono? Se- we can open the kimono. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, no, no, it's not secret. It is uh, why IVR is essential to RTC, you know, specifically Kama'ilio, but RTC in general. So, you know, it's it's the usual... IVR best practices stuff, but kind of what I'm honing in on is the idea that a lot of people will do a lot of corporate branding with things like their online presence and their website and, you know, even... Even their boardroom decor, they seem to give more thought to their corporate image, but they don't really seem to include their IVR in that branding. So, um, I'm encouraging people to kind of really use their IVR for more than just "thank you for calling," blah blah blah. Press one for this. Press two. You know, it's just oh, we have to stop doing that same thing over and over again. Who's with me? Have
1: you ever uh, mentioned, you probably have, but I'm curious because this is something that strikes me constantly. When you walk into a business in person, you know, bricks and mortar, and you need to talk to the first person you speak to, you know, in Apple stores they have greeters or Walmart um, and you know that sometimes people go around, travel to their stores and actually do this as a secret shopper or whatever that's called, invisible shopper, ghost shopper, whatever, phantom shopper. Anyway, point is, uh, I wonder how many people call their own IVRs to see? Because usually they would have an extension and a lot of the um, PBXs, you don't even listen to what the answer is. You just you just do star something and you're, you're talking to your extension. Do people call their own companies to see exactly what it's like? You know, that's a
2: fantastic point. And no, I would hazard to guess that very, very few people actually listen to their IVR. Uh, some are lucky enough to hear from their customers going, you know that if you press 7 it doesn't go anywhere? Sometimes they'll be lucky enough to get tipped off. By uh, callers who will alert them to mistakes in their IVR or ways for it to be corrected. But um, my own bank, Royal Bank of Canada, uh, I counted five levels of subdirectories, which in my opinion is way, way too many to ask the caller to drill into the IVR. If you haven't managed to sort the callers uh, with the opening call flow screening and maybe even one subdirectory, don't Force them to dig any deeper than two levels of subdirectories. I don't know. How do you guys feel?
3: I think you're right. That sounds like a business opportunity to me, Alison.
2: Did mm. did it?
5: Wasn't that what? What was it called? There was a um... Canadian bunch called. Yes, yeah, there's yes. A gentleman
0: yeah. in Toronto. Um, yes. And I, who
5: who okay, did dude. this thing? Which where he, he basically did the kind of Google search of IVRs. So you could you could say, how do I get to um, deleting my account in the Royal Bank of Scotland? Um, you could type this into his thing, and it would tell him like press five, seven, and three. With a star after the... Oh, I think it was even year. better than that. You press the button and it would take you... Oh,
2: that's right.
3: ...directly yeah, to that point.
2: What well, was it cool? So this is almost like, you know, seat guru. If you want to find out if the seat that you're booking on the airplane is any good, this would be like IVR guru. Guys, this is a million-dollar idea.
5: Uh, yeah, he actually ran it yeah. on Shark Tank or something. And I, I it's really annoying me because I can both picture the guy and... Um and he he didn't it, it it worked but not the way he hoped. I'm tank, seriously? No, Mr. bond. No. I expect you to. Well, well uh,
0: and he's uh, but he's been around in his company. He um I, know, I, I can see, see cool. the guy.
5: It was it, that's right. It. It. It was yeah,
0: it. That's right.
5: And I still can't remember the name of the
3: what he, he said his name, it always used to make me feel hungry. heck
0: Fonolo. Phonolo. Phonolo. Yeah. And and he people. had he had he was one of the first guys who had that smart IVR that that they literally could uh if you got into a queue, it would call you back and things right. like that. He'd right. he, he, that first.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what I encounter is a lot of people that design their IVR and they have so many options that they're going into double digits. So in other words, for Tim Panton press ten for Michael Graves press eleven. Well, what's happening when people are pressing that one? Is that it's going back to selection number one? So people in sales are getting customers going. Where's Where's Tim Panton? That kind of thing. So, um,
0: but of but of course it goes to eleven. It has to go to eleven. That's one <laughs> better Right. <job. laughs>
2: Not unless you have that DTMF thing that indicates the like press. One pound press two pounds. So that the system knows that you're finished with the. Yeah, I don't know. And just to, keep to the eye fair, to and,
0: and words. To, yeah, To be fair, to give credit where it's due to David Frankel, he thinks long and hard about the IVR messages employed in ZipDX. We try to keep them really short, particularly yeah. because in a lot of cases we're dealing with people uh, who are English is not their first language. So we want to be, and we do our IVR messages in a lot of languages as well. So that's but,
2: that's a great yeah. But
0: just as well, just know, as in print, there's too long. Don't read. There's an IVR equivalent, right? <laughs>
5: yeah. Yeah, too long snoozed <laughs> off, I think. is. I, I have this thing where actually, I think short-term memory must be going or something, but, but I actually have this thing where, where I will write down the best option I've heard so far so I won't forget it by the time we get to the end. Because It's never quite clear, it's never totally clear cut which of the options is it's like my best bet. For I want to complain about something yeah. now, you know, which of these seven options is it going to be? So when I get one that seems roughly right, you're like three, yeah, that might do. So <laughs> right, I write down three and then I kind of wait until I get to the end and think, well, actually, I've only, you know, three is the best so far. Um, so I, I, I love that. I may through.
2: use that as an example if I can, Tim. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, yeah, sure. That's- Fantastic. Yeah, my husband and I, I think we were booking a cruise, and I think we were calling Royal Caribbean because we were checking on, I think, obviously, the status of our drink package, probably. <laughs> um But none of the options seem to pertain to that. So we're sort of like, well, this is kind of like customer service. And this is sort of like, you know, like, it's yeah, you you write down which choice you think is probably the best, but you still run the risk of going, oh, no, that's not what I can help you with. I'll have to put you back into the IVR and you have to choose again. You have to be punished. So Yeah,
3: what you need need is some kind of artificial intelligence spot, which uh, you Talk to it in real language. And if it does if it can't work it out first time, mean, it'll come back and say, Can you give me a few more words to describe what you want? And yep. then it'll just kind of do it for you.
2: Well, and here's the other thing, and, and correct me if I'm wrong if your experience is different. Um, when was the last time you actually carved out time to actually call a company as opposed to doing a self-serve thing on their website? Chances are you've been to their website and you can't find an answer to what it is you're looking for, or you're very unhappy, you're having a bad time and you need to talk. To a human and get to a solution. So if people kept that in mind when they were designing their IVRs. Going, people have a specific need, or they're probably unhappy. What I hate they're is designed for the agitated.
0: What I hate <laughs> is
1: when you you read the website and they give you the they give you the number to call and then you call and then while you're on call waiting, the loop tells you about twenty five times our website at www. You know, will give you a dozen, right. Hey, I yeah. Have a, I have a question for you, Allison. Uh, in your yeah. experience. Uh, We're seeing more and more of the vocal, uh, I can't even think of what this is called, but in other words, the thing that will talk to you and say, uh, press one or say... Account, right? Yes. What is the name of that, by the way? What is that called
2: anyway? Okay, so yeah.
1: what is that? Uh, how common is that? Because you should know, because people would have to have you voice the or say, right? Is it how how is that, is that only like really big companies that can afford it, or what do you see? What uh, do you see? I,
2: I don't know. I think I think it actually had a bit of a peak in popularity a few years back. I don't hear them as much now because I just think there's a huge failure rate, and you know, I even have problems with them. There was one system that I did I think I was trying to order flowers for a customer of mine and it was me on the system saying just say your choice and I said it and I said I'm sorry I don't understand you I love Allison. <laughs> oh. yeah I no. think there's a
1: huge I think there's a huge opportunity mm-hmm. Allison for one of your skits with Carl or one of us or somebody else <laughs> where the thing says, I'm sorry I didn't quite in the you know, it becomes a discussion right yes yeah, kind of did a couple yeah. of those. I have to find the URL for you. that stuff. Anyway, and I had, had a, a conversation
0: with you. I had a conversation with Allison last Friday, and it was at oh. a Mexican food place down here. <laughs> I called the place in an order, and it was like, "Oh, Allison was on. Oh, here. <laughs> there you go.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned that on Twitter. That was funny. Oh my god. What's weird when I run into me and, and I can't understand me. Yeah, it's it's frustrating.
3: But I didn't know that you do Mexican accents as well, Alison. Oh
2: gee. (laughs) I don't think I was doing that, was I (laughs)
1: Michael? Yeah.
4: No, 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 no.
1: Andy yeah.
2: has a question i'll do it
4: i do i do i had an interesting experience uh this, this last week i was uh talking to a small government department called innovate uk who give out grants for various things and i needed some information from them so i rang them and their ivr had seven options in its first yeah. level and i thought do you know what that's just too many i start to get lost after about four so What's the general consensus of opinion as, as to how many uh, options per level there should be? And I've, I've put um, this in, I, in the IRC as well, and Corrado agrees that four seems to be optimum to him as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Four or five would kind of be my tops. Uh, seven is pushing it. Um, I always uh, cite the example of a cardiology clinic in Florida that I did that had 15 choices. And the very last one was, if this is a medical emergency, hang up and call." <laughs> Brilliant.
4: brilliant if you yeah. haven't died already
2: <laughs> so i urge them to put that one up front hello <laughs> Uh, I don't know it's just common sense to me but hey, if only common sense were more common
1: sense. yeah a lot of not enough thought is given to a lot of these things I mean the technology is there and everybody thinks okay well we can do this we can do that I mean back in the early days of asterisk right yeah uh, 2004 i mean you, so it was dead simple you put this stuff together but no one actually thought about what they were doing in the options and that's that's probably the most important part it's just like yeah. a web design uh you know people put up what they want to see what they think they want to put forward and And what the person looking at it sees is a big jumble of nothing and market speak, and it's not really worth anything, which is why they're calling the number in the first place.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that I talk about in this presentation at Kamaelio World is the idea that people perhaps should stop thinking of their IVR as a bouncer, you know, a big burly guy at the front door trying to keep you out, trying to velvet rope you. Um, I also want you to stop thinking about the IVR as a a daycare and think of the callers as just a a room full of unruly babies that just kind of have to be kept occupied until help comes. And also uh, don't set up a country club atmosphere, which is when you have prompts that say, we're busy helping other callers you know, who had the common sense to call five minutes before you, and now we're lavishing all our attention on them instead of you. That creates kind of a country club feeling, which I'm trying to get people away from. Don't, don't punish the callers for calling when they did. Does that make sense?
1: There's another, that's a great other idea for one of your new co- upcoming comedy scripts because there was a Frasier episode where he's calling to get something fixed on his BMW and he's already yeah. got the platinum option and then he yeah. learns on the phone that in fact there's a diamond option and he, so he <laughs> says, well, put me on the diamond option. I'll pay for it. Apparently there's like a six-week wait for the diamond. So there's, a, there's some potential for laughs on that too where you, when you're talking you could say, uh, if you had the platinum option you would not have to wait 20 <laughs> minutes to be... So there's a, there's a there's a little something there. It's kind of in-app purchase, isn't it? You
2: if you pay an extra yeah. dollar now, I can put you to the front of the queue. I'm gonna try to find that Fraser sketch. I like that.
1: I think I have it somewhere. Actually, an excerpt. So I'll have to. Oh, do well, you find mean, it That'd you. be
2: Fantastic. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, we had an idea a couple of years ago about having quizzes
3: online. And so, if you answer the questions correctly, you actually gain places in the queue. And if you get the questions wrong, then you go down. The, the, the... Yeah, they
2: mentioned that at Astrocad one year. I, do you have the capability of actually promoting callers, or is it just kind of a deceptive thing going? <laughs> no, I think we can
5: do anything <laughs>
3: because we're engineers. We can do anything, can't
5: we? <laughs> of course. What a shocking what a shocking idea that we might be deceiving people. <laughs> I'm, I'm hurt. well uh, well, I think it's natural selection as well because
3: if you're really dumb, then you just never get, get on your cool answer. Your <laughs> well, starts no, for tennis no. <laughs> I,
4: I sometimes wonder whether whether um, ISPs like my IS, current ISP with Virgin media are terrible in terms of that you have to get technical support. you actually have to go through about seven levels um, to actually get anywhere, including inputting your password. And, of course, when they, the you finally get through to the human, the first thing they ask you for is your password.
5: Uh, have you seen yes. that XKCD sketch about uh, a cartoon about uh, customer support? It's glorious. Um, it's the Shibboleth one. It's really well, nice. Well, you ought to find it and post the link in. Uh, in I will do account. it. A minute. I've will just, just broken something. I need to fix it before I... Oh, dear. Yes. I've anyway. Pull the uh, wire up. Coming back very quickly to Elio World, can we just very quickly...
3: Have a whiz through some of the names that are going to be speaking because I think people might find that
1: quite interesting to know who's going to. Let be me try there. to bring <clears throat> let me try to bring those pages up, James, while you talk.
2: Yeah, okay. and actually well, I, the I, specific I, times that we know when we're speaking. I emailed Daniel and I just kind of want to zero in on the exact time that I'm speaking, but I don't think they have that scheduled out, do they?
3: Um, I oh, think yeah. there is a rough <laughs> rough batting order, which is as listed on that link that I I dropped into the uh, into the thing. I it's am coming up, up on
1: it. the schedule. <laughs> see if it's, the schedule, but oh, you know Get what? Schedule. The schedules doesn't have. Um, it it well, does. It's, okay, it does.
3: On, go go, on, da, go down, and it's got people. Hold on. I'm holding. I've got I've close. got the page open. Now you're showing off. Well, almost. That's almost. that's the one. Oh almost. no, you don't want that one. I want to click on the on the correct one. Yeah, move that one across to the left.
1: That's it. Here's the problem. Why
3: is it cutting it off at the right edge? Oh, that's better. Right now, whiz up to the
0: top.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Whiz in America. America means something completely different. Oh, boy.
0: Does it? Right. Yeah. Well, we're going to oh, need to get an interpreter for James.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, hold on. Well,
3: why we... can't you just speak English? The, English. The English? the Queen's English. The Queen's English. Like trunks are something you wear to go, ah, here swimming. We go. go swimming. Here we go. All right, James. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Let's go. Right. Um, go down a bit. So, names on the list. We've got people like... Carsten Bock, oh Bocky uh, Carsten, who is absolutely brilliant at making Camaleo uh, do um, mobile stuff, so IMS, Vaulty, core he does all of that, and uh, yeah, and his demonstrations almost invariably go wrong. Tim. so he's always, he's always good for a laugh, isn't he?
5: Excellent. But speaking of, I, I'm, I'm, there is some talk that I may I may give a talk uh, with a dangerous demo
3: in it. Well, that sounds good.
5: Anyway, other people, Giacomo Vaca.
3: We know Giacomo, don't we, Andy?
4: We do. We know him very well. Excellent guy. And I'm very pleased to see that he's actually part of the, the Homer infrastructure these days.
3: Yes. Well, anything real-time communication, uh, Giacomo is a man. Um, Giacomo is not actually from Italy. He's from Sardinia, which is slightly different, but there we go. Uh, Lorenzo. No, R- 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 Lorenzo, we've had on, on the show a number of times, haven't we? Many times. He's great. Yeah. great uh, guy. He's, he's Mr. Um, Echo. Uh, Mr. Janus, isn't he?
1: And he's also Mr. Meat Echo.
3: No, Meat Meeting call. Um, okay. Uh, moving down, uh, Daniel Konstantin Miela needs no introduction. I've heard of him. Yeah, well, um, yeah, as he kind of led uh, OpenSir and now Elio project for many years, I think everybody knows him. Um, moving on, Wolfgang Kampikler. I don't think we know him, do we? We don't know him. I don't. I, do,
1: I don't. Does Who, where's he from? Does it uh, say
3: he's from Frequentis AG in Austria? He's mm. talking about next generation emergency services. I don't know why, but why do the Austrians always? End up talking about the really boring things.
1: It wouldn't be boring if if uh, you lived in Dallas, James, where no, two people have so. recently died because uh, the nine one one calls took thirty minutes to get through.
0: Well, that is boring. Exactly. I have some. I have some insight into that.
5: each
1: uh, other. Um, let's, uh, Michael. Well, we let's talk. Let's talk about that. that in let us talk yeah. about that in a moment because it's an interesting story, not to those two people who died, but okay. So we through the rest of these
3: names yeah. very quickly. Let's go. Will, William King. We know William very well. Me he's do. one of the core members of the Free Switch Team, but he's recent, well, well he still is, but he's recently <laughs> taken um, uh, a lump of money from <laughs> um, from uh, Subtle,
1: Mr. Subtlety,
3: Mr. Flow Flow Um and he's now their chief ar- architect. So that that'll be interesting. Moving on. Thomas Mag- Magadens, we know Professor yes. uh, Thomas quite well. He's the guy who Focus. wears designer jeans. And, Focus nearly killed us. And uh, yeah, he's very good at almost killing people. Don't sit in the front row when uh, when Thomas is talking. Um, and uh, his team do all the IMS, CPC, five G stuff at uh, that place. Um, moving on, Pablo Quiroga, Net Vortex. I don't know Pablo. I don't
1: know them. anybody.
5: Andy, have you come across
1: them? No, no, no. Well, like that's one of the fun things about
5: Ilio World is that it—it's it, <coughs> it, a bunch of people who, like, you know some of them, but you don't know the others. So you always learn something. Kind of, oh, I didn't know anything about yeah. that area. It's kind of like watching the, the CCC. That there's there's always a bunch of people who you like, you know, new friends basically. You yeah. yeah. learn 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 a lot from that,
3: and also subject of new friends. There's a this chap called All Ison Mit coming from Canada, whoever that
5: is. Okay, I think we died. Okay. Is yeah. our our sit vicious uh, friend going to be
0: there? yeah yes. I
3: think he yep. is. Yeah, do you remember yep. he did our, um, our our little Malteser? He did a dangerous demo, and the dangerous bit was everybody finding out that he wrote (laughs) (laughs) fishes.
1: I'm wearing his shirt, actually. And throwing things.
3: Anyway, then we've got our our good friend Fred, Fred Posner, coming all the way from Florida. um, No doubt with enormous cookies.
4: and I love a. the way I am sorry, I, I love the way it says says in, in his write-up here large scale deployments definitely apply to Fred.
3: Yes, he is definitely a large scale chap, isn't he? Um moving on, Sebastian Dam. I couldn't give a damn so, uh from Sipgate. We telephony we know, Sip, we know Sipgate. Yes. In fact, uh, I'd like to see the guy who started Sipgate, um, Mr. Salmon turn up. That that would be a bit fishy, wouldn't it?
1: Oh um, boy, next
3: and then uh Who writes your jokes? Nobody, I don't think. That makes sense. Passcom are the guys who do the really excellent video. Um, uh, They video all of the content and uh, do an excellent job. But but their day jobs, they actually use camera, Elio, asterisk, and a bit of free switch to do um, voice services. And then here's a name that we haven't seen across in Europe before. <laughs> David Kasem. Casey
1: Kasem's Ka- brother, right?
3: Yeah, from, from Telnets. And I know why he's he's turning up. It's because I had dinner with him at Mobile World Congress.
5: Is that why he's going?
3: Yeah, I said you've Just got to come <laughs> with you have <again>. got <laughs> to come across the Elio World.
5: Uh, you, you didn't pay the bill.
3: Yeah, no, he he paid for dinner, <laughs> which is even better. Uh,
5: and he's ah, uh, so you're paying this time.
3: Yeah, yeah, he bought dinner for both myself and Alan Beach. Johnson, no less. So that was,
5: uh, yeah. Is he is he still doing Doctel, then? Who? Uh, not Alan. No, no, he isn't. Isn't that no, what Alan on does? Third. No, no, he's not. Isn't what? what who does dot tell then? Isn't that Tell Nick?
3: No, no, no. This is this is Tell Nick's from Chicago. God, this is like one of
1: those boring shows about fishing on the BBC wow. in black okay. and white. All right. Next, <laughs> Nick
3: ne- ne- Simeonovich. Ne- ne- uh, we know who ne- larger ne-
1: than life gentleman from
3: uh, Israel from, from Tel
1: Aviv.
4: Uh, we're we, we guaranteed to have a few fireworks because when you go down a bit, bit further, his his alter ego is also there. Okay, next yes. is uh,
3: Sandro Gauguchi. You, you now, Sandro is the, the, the guy who wrote um, yep. Vicious, yep. and he's a lovely chap. And I'm wearing got, the T-shirt. He's not vicious at all. No. Then we've cool. got a, a dodgy geezer who's Which going to be doing, oh, next doing doing Simon very little Wood- Simon Woodhead, who who uh, yeah, Simon Woodhead <laughs> will undoubtedly be talking about no, he, just in fact, he's not talking about security for once, because uh, Simon and Near Get on wonderfully well together. Not. <laughs> and uh, uh, particularly when they're both trying to talk about security. And, and they... uh,
1: when the bar is just about to close, right? Um,
3: but we know Simon very well. Yeah. And he just happens to be one of the very generous sponsors of the, of the
1: VUC. And
3: so we love him for that.
1: Yeah. Um, We've got?
3: We, we, we got Matt Fredrickson from Digium. Wow, I haven't seen Matt for at least two months. Six months. <laughs> six months. So uh, no doubt he'll be talking telling us all about Asterisk 14, and he's probably coming because um, the other Matt isn't coming.
5: Brightest person on the planet, Matt Fredrickson. Lovely bloke and very, very, very clever. If you look at at anything that's, that's in Asterisk that does something kind of difficult and, and earns money, Matt wrote it.
1: Do any of you remember that an asterisk in the early days, there was an error message that read, we should never come here. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, seriously. Alright, Randy Resnick pass. Is Saul? Well,
3: Saul, Matt, yeah, we know who him. Who is
1: with Atlassian now. Yeah, he's,
3: yep. he has joined Atlassian K-M. recently, hasn't
1: he? Yep. yep. So that'll be great. These are all really amazing people. They're not only very bright, but they're very open with without exception. So you could walk up to anybody uh, at Camellio World and say, Hey, uh, how you doing? And the you know, other than me, because I keep forgetting people's names. But um, mostly, <laughs> you'll have a great time. I really, the openness. Matt Fredrickson is a perfect example of that. You mentioned to James. He's uh, there's absolutely no problem. These he, they're open uh, to discussion on anything if it's civil, right? Yes. Who's Dan uh, Jenkins. I've never
3: heard of him. Dan Jenkins. What a lovely chap. In fact, um, he allowed M8. me to do nasty things to his cellular phone last week when he was in the Philippines. I needed uh, a faraway person to test something on and uh, and he just happened to be in the philippines so i tested it on him and it worked beautifully you, yeah, it you, right. could
5: tell, you could tell which cell he was in could you
3: i could tell all <laughs> kinds of things anyway moving on swiftly um marius marius corichi and now he wasn't marius uh one of um Decalo- of him. yeah no yes of course he is he's the, he's the guy who was doing the demonstration outside with that really dodgy uh, screen box with the metal glove Do you remember that that was him last yeah. Oh,
5: um, he was running a mobile network in a in, in, a, a, in a metal cage in a metal box. Yes, sure. it's better than a shipping container, isn't it? James? Well, sounds I a little the,
3: like AT and T. I prefer the shipping container myself because we can have more fun in a shipping container. <laughs> Than in a tiny little shoebox with a metal glove. Next to me. (laughs) Moving on swiftly. Dang Bogosh. (laughs) Uh, We love Dan, don't we? Because he is expert in in billing. And was it two years ago he did a dangerous demo where he challenged the audience to come up with any kind of a cool record file thing, and he would rate it in less than three minutes. And, of course, dear old Nia Semyonovich (laughs) came up with the most horrendous uh, hundred call record thing with all kind of redirects and nasty stuff in there and dan rated it but it took him four and a half minutes not three so
6: uh-huh. so that was interesting.
4: i've got a soft spot for dan Bogosh, though because he's the only person who was actually uh, um endorsed me for voip on on linkedin which i find quite Ooh. amusing
3: well that's very good anyway sherman sholton now there's a name that doesn't need any introduction and just so that you uh recognize him here he is
4: device
1: can menu press the pound key at any time
3: that is Sherman. We love him. You've got him, in is... your,
5: you've got him trapped in that box. Are you going to let him out? Um, well, uh,
3: hopefully, um, we'll have an opportunity where uh, the man in the obi high box will get out and, well, consort with the, the lady in the asterisk box, perhaps. <laughs> now, that could be interesting, couldn't it? But anyway, uh, who else we got coming along? Oh, yes, Alexander Doobie Doobie Scooby Dooby Dooby Cobb <laughs> um, from the Ukraine. We love Alexander. He is... Well, he he has a history. Uh, I think once upon a time, he was a bit of a bad lad, but he's now channeled all of his uh, energies into doing good stuff. In particular, he's one of the brains behind Homer, which um, collects all kinds of packet traces and assembles them somewhere else, and you can (laughs) debug lots of stuff with it.
1: Nice description.
3: Well, you know. Next. Um, I'm trying. Chad Hart, Foxbone. (laughs) We know Chad. We've had him on here a number of times, haven't we? He's a nice chap, and he's very good at sponsoring things as well. I'm looking at... (laughs) But Alan, who's turned up here. Yeah, Alan's going to
1: be on in just a moment.
3: Yeah, okay. Who else have we have got? Carsten Bock again. We've, we've got two two first, have we? No, you already
1: he's mentioned him. Next.
3: Yeah, Dragos. Dragos Vingarzan. He's the guy behind Open EPC++. So uh, in the early days, there uh, were very few implementations of the full Evolve Packet Core. Now there are quite a few, but in the early days, there was only one, and it was Open EPC, and he wrote it. Um, incidentally, it's kind of based on Open's... Uh, Camera Elio originally. Moving on. Ulle Johansson, a man who needs little introduction, a man of many hats. Our large, evuncular Swedish gentleman, who also has uh, a bit of a, a soft spot for jelly sweet, which is <laughs> one of the reasons, incidentally, everybody, remember to bring your own national jelly sweets to Camellia World. I will be bringing Bassett's jelly babies. So the Germans will have their gummy bears. Uh, I can't wait to find out what you bring, Alison.
2: Uh, well, Michael, d- does Canada have our own jelly treats? I'm just trying to think. You must have something. We have jelly tots. That's American, though. Well, I let me um, well, well, you just have Think about yeah, that.
0: we we would borrow from the English. We would bring like wine gums or something, maybe. Or yeah,
2: we bring dill pickle chips instead. Dots.
0: Yummy, <laughs> yummy, yummy. Well, I'm
3: thinking of uh, there, there'll be a, a a gummy bear photo opportunity at some stage. But oh, anyway, yeah. Anyways,
2: moving on. Alex, Ballasol. seriously, uh, seriously, yeah. I
0: I'd, I'd, I'd kill for a box of ch- ketchup flavored chips right now. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's a delicacy, yeah.
3: Yes, anyway. Um, Alex Balashov is a man of many words. He, he has Most the, of them
5: sarcastic.
3: Well, yes, he has the best vocabulary of, out of anybody I know. And, oh. and why would anybody want to uh, express concepts in a short and concise way when you have Alex's command of English, which is absolutely awesome. But uh, he's hugely amusing. I can listen to him for hours and hours on end, which... Uh, it's probably a good thing. And anyway, last name on the list. The lovely, lovely, lovely Elena Ramona, uh, who... Uh is um well, well she's wonderful as well she I, I, I can get myself into really big trouble here by saying don't. that she wrote right no, 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 her code is even better than daniel's oh, God. possibly oh. um, but daniel makes all the noise uh, but i think daniel will probably uh, agree with me and between uh, elena and uh and, and daniel they've managed to produce uh daniel v2.0 who's known as alexander who's now what about four and he's, he's probably programming supercomputers or ready probably with those two
1: parents anyway that's enough from me there you have it shut up in a, no, you, in a nutshell come out your world
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh dear okay it's going to be great isn't it <laughs> it is I'm very much looking forward to it <laughs> Will those people stop falling off yeah, the roof? No, this is so embarrassing. Let us call Mr. Alice, Alice, Allison Quayle. Like, They're next to each Mr. other. Allison <laughs> Quail, <laughs> it's yeah. Allison Quayle. is with us.
6: It's Anthony Quayle's cousin,
1: Alan. How are you?
6: I'm fine, thanks, Randy. Hey, guys. I hope everyone's well. So let me just. Uh, well, first of all, thank you, Randy. For let me sort of talk just for a couple of minutes. Okay, I'll be quick. I'll be short. Uh, let me just quickly uh, remind myself. He <laughs> <Jane shaking laughs> James shaking his head. We saw that. Yeah. Well, we've got, okay, Tad Hat Mini Orlando coming up next weekend on the 25th and the 26th of March, just before enterprise connect now we're going to be down in uh, downtown orlando so we're in the cooler pl- you know place to be not up at uh, the gaylord palms uh so i uh, just wanted to uh, say for your audience randy we accept remote entries so even though you may not be in orlando although there's going to be a whole host of really cool people there we do accept uh, remote hacks as well just to say the group we've got together in terms of technologies is great. We've got, of course, Cisco Spark and Tropo. I, and as you know, Tropo, uh, you know, most of the team based out of Orlando, so it's their hometown. We've got the Telestax folks with their partners, Dialogic and uh, DataArt. We have Flowroot, who, of course, does lots of cool stuff around trunking. We have Matthew uh, from uh, Matrix. His team, uh, some of the new sponsors we have are RingCentral. Uh, actually, as soon as I finished uh, being on here... We're off uh, doing a webinar to introduce the Ring Central resources. We have Temesis, WebRTC, uh, they'll be there, and Video. Uh, we did a webinar with those guys in, on Wednesday, running through their resources and just showing how easy it is to get up and running on their platform. So it's really great. Mix of uh, technologies to mash up the thing. And it's is an being, incredible
3: list of sponsors. It's really cool. And uh, How really did really you cool. manage to get so many? And this is not the
5: global one. This is. This is- oh, and how big are the prizes, Alan? Tell us that. We have $8,000 to
6: share. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe a remote hack. I feel plus, a Plus, plus, winners get to present on the Monday at Enterprise Connect. So it's not just the money; it's the glory of having uh, all the uh, enterprise comms and collaboration uh, thinkers being able to uh, see your hack presented. I've also got Inti helping me. So if the hacks can't, you know, if the uh, developer can't be there up at the Gaylord Palms uh, on the Monday. We'll have the video ready, so we'll be able to show the video from their pitch. So we'll get the winners presented one way or another. So that's going to be uh, great fun. The other thing I wanted to mention, which I've been really impressed with in uh, Orlando, is just the support of the local technology and entrepreneurial community. I mean, Erin and Andrew from uh, Code for Orlando have been providing great support. I mean, Diane from Orlando Tech, Bruno from Orlando uh, JS community, Jared from the Orlando IoT community, also the universities there, so University of Central Florida, Valencia College, I mean, the list goes on. It's been great, the local support that uh, we've been getting. So really looking forward to what's going to be a fun weekend with a ton of technologies to play with. And how many entries have you got pre-registered so far? We've got um, over 70 Uh, you know, so registered, uh, you know how it is, they always turn up at the last moment, yeah. This, yeah, we're getting a couple of registrations a day at the moment, and you know, uh, what happens, of course, is you know, Saturday morning rolls around, and you're given two options of sleeping in or hacking. And there's a hardcore that come and hack, and there's a segment that go, you know, what, I preferably sleep so. And they turned up after lunch. Uh, but one of the things I did want to mention, because you did bring this up, but uh, James is Tad Hack Global. Just oh, wanted yes. to give you a little taster. We'll be talking about this more uh, when we um, uh, so after the mini. But we were planning overall what we're trying to do is not grow double in size again because we had about two and a half thousand uh, registrations last year. I mean, we're big. We, you know, growing more would be uh, tough. Our focus really is on getting the hacks out. And having a local social impact. So, we're working with a range of organizations like Code for America, but also. All the other organizations that uh, Code for America partners with around the uh, world, uh, with a Shaka, with uh, a number of organizations that are focused on using technology to have a local social impact so that the hacks aren't just a great technology demonstration. There's something that have a, can have a life of their own and uh, potentially uh, may not become a big viable business. I mean, that would be great, but just be loved and used by the people in the uh, location where it was created. We are planning some new locations. Just to share with you, it's not up on the website yet, but we're hoping to bring in Auckland in New Zealand, Pune in India, Tokyo in Japan, St. Petersburg in Russia. We will have two locations in Bulgaria. We will have Sofia and Varna. Hoping to get Lag- Lagos in Nigeria up and running. We're you know, looking at a location in the Middle East. Jillburg, uh, we're going to be expanding, hopefully, in South Africa. So we'll be also in Cape Town and Durban, and then uh, we're hoping to open up here in North America, Austin or Dallas, not sure which one at the moment, and Seattle. So and we I will haven't be...
3: talked to you about Belfast yet.
6: Oh yes, well we, it's on our list of jobs to do. Is to chat after uh, Mobile World Congress. So let's we will then let's add Belfast into the list. Yes, indeed, <laughs> that'll be cool. Excellent. So uh, that's coming up at the end of September. The reason is holidays. Yeah, you know, because the lunar calendar is all shifted this year. You know, normally we try to. Run it in the middle of october but because of availability and holidays and the rest it ended up being uh, at the end of september but regardless we're you know we've already we're on to our already had two planning meetings uh, we've got a third coming up in april getting a good lineup of sponsors and a lot of support uh, around the world to hopefully make this a little bit bigger But really, our focus for this year with Tatak Global is to have a far bigger social impact and have hacks that go out and are used and loved by the people in the locations they're created and hopefully have some viable businesses as well. So that's it, Randy. Uh, I, I think I wanted to kind of add a thing there which is what's
5: interesting about tad hack is compared with a lot of i mean i kind of have been to a lot of hackathons with various hats on and what's fun about tad hack is is that it's an interesting combination of of not actually trying to steal the developers um thunder so you quite often find these hacks that are corporate sponsored where actually they're just looking for ideas for the in-house development team and and you sign away your 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 idea in blood when you enter the door and you get you know a pat on the back and a, and a free T-shirt as a reward um, and and then that's one end of it and then the other end of it is these these uh, the sort of hackathons which are fantastically competitive as they tend to be associated with exhibitions and they actually they're really like there's some good prizes but there's no real business involved and what's fun about Tad Hack is that it it's it's a nice atmosphere but it's actually there is proper money. Um, you know, there is the sponsors will 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 give you money for the best ideas, but they don't take the idea away. They may work with you later or they may not. But um, but it's not you don't have to hand the idea over there and then. But there is also this idea that that like people, the judges want the hacks to be something that they could reasonably see might turn into a business or possibly a charity. Um, so they have to be kind of somewhat grounded in 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 a business reality. And I think that combination of being a kind of nice, friendly atmosphere. And, and a little bit of money on the table, along with a sensible kind of business-like attitude, makes it uh, pretty close to unique. And, and one of the one of the reasons why. You know, if I'm if I'm around at the right time, I will will try and contribute because it
6: is it's fun to do. Excellent, and that was I mean, again excellent comments. Thank you so much, Tim. That was great. Okay, thanks for the update, Alan. No problem. So unfortunately, I have to go because I have to go off onto uh, another webinar now. But hey, guys, looking forward to catching up. So I'll contact you, James, and we'll chat. And I'll add Brilliant. Belfast onto the list. Okay, absolutely. Great. speak to you soon, guys. Bye bye.
1: Bye-bye. And just so, for completeness sake, in case you're watching this and didn't have a chance to write it down or you're not on IRC, tadhack.com slash 2017 slash global. The navigation, if you want to see next month's mini and so on, it's all at the top of the page anyway. So that is tadhack.com. You can probably just do that and get to everything. Back to you, Allison, in Chicago. No, wherever you are. (laughs)
2: Lovely Calgary, Alberta. Right. Yes.
1: Every time you mention Calgary, I think of the time I was up there in about 1972. Are you
2: my father?
1: Yeah. (laughs) 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 I think... <laughs> I think there was a problem with the pizza delivery. No All right, never mind. Anyway, um, it's just I that's have fond memories. I'd
2: be ten years off. So
1: <laughs> we um, no, we were touring with uh, we were we were the opening act for John Lee Hooker. No, so that's fantastic. Funny. I'm sure that's you weren't great. there because you weren't born yet. Anyway, um what else do we have? Um, were there questions that we missed? I mean, you were or anything else? uh Daylight savings time. Oh, Michael's yeah. story, by the way.
2: uh Should I do my presentation? in a German accent. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. Ah, that's going to be very good. And you'll have to wear one of those Trudel things as well.
5: Yeah. It, 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 it is off. the most amazingly cosmopolitan city. There'll be less than 20% of the room will be German speaking, I would guess. Uh,
3: well, there won't oh. be a lot of German spoken at all. A lot of, lot of double Dutch, I think. Uh, not many Dutchmen
5: either. No, yeah. no, not. I said double Dutch. Oh, double Dutch. <laughs> uh, you know I'm a Dutch uncle. I'm actually not. Yes, we, we, uh,
3: we, yeah. we noted that one when you demonstrated something which worked perfectly when when you talk to it in dutch yes troppo That was. was most unusual having your de- 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 demos work perfectly first time <laughs> it was it was an eye-opener for me yes and oh. we still
5: haven't got you driving my uh, vehicle yet my my drone yet have
2: we no th- uh Rand, maybe if i could mention uh free switch is still doing uh gofundme to raise the funds for me to voice their core sounds so uh, we'd love people to contribute. We're getting there. Yeah, let's, what, get
3: that, what, what, let's get that let's get that URL, James. Yeah, what's the what's the score today? Uh, what sort of percentage are we? Uh,
2: well you see we already had a benefactor donate, you know, a significant amount. So we're we're looking to to raise the rest. Um, so I think the link is gofundme.com slash allison dash prompts dash for dash free Honest mm-hmm. to
1: God. Uh, can... yeah,
2: yeah. And the other exciting news is that I've been uh, Taken under the wing of Cisco Meraki. They want me to be their voice contractor of choice, which is a fantastic cloud based IDR. And uh, so that'll be up. You know, yeah, the, the
3: great thing is that we were only sorry, talk, sorry, talking over you because I'm
5: so excited. Um, I know, I know
2: yeah oh, it's I, I, yeah, out, but, yeah.
3: Andy, yeah we uh andy and i were just talking about getting some meraki stuff in because we have a particular use case that we might be wanting to use it and the thought that we could have you talking to us Alison, over our meraki gear is so exciting so so, yeah. so yeah, little, I mean.
5: little, little little hint with meraki if you get the chance get them to invite you to their office um oh in, yeah in San francisco it, it it has the best bay view and it has a brilliant canteen right in the, the best bay um, view, did you say? Behave, James. Oh, <laughs> um, and and cause I know this because the Troppo guys are there as well. They they're on yeah. the, in the same building. So um, so yeah, no, go go uh, get get yourself an invite in the summer and and admire the the view over yeah. the over the bay and and eat food. I, I can't if there was alcohol there or not i went last oh, time so i didn't I think
2: yeah yeah there might have been yeah, anyway. yeah i'm also looking perhaps uh, inviting myself to cisco live in vegas although it happens in june and that is like not the time you want to be in vegas um but yeah no it's uh, it's extremely exciting so uh-huh.
1: Okay, here's what you add. Let's get this to a place. If you go to GoFundMe.com slash, and here's the rest of it. Yeah. Allison dash prompts dash four dash free switch. (laughs) Uh, By the way, when I typed in Allison, you don't want to do that in uh, the search. Oh. First first of all, they do an annoying thing. They do um, language based on IP. People, whoever is listening to me, all three of you, don't do do language based on IP. There's a browser variable that's existed for 15 years that shows your preference for language. Read the damn thing. It's not very hard. I mean, even I can do it in any language you want. Read it. It has a language preference and, and display your page in that language or whatever the closest version is because I'm so sick of being in Germany and getting everything in German and being in Holland and getting everything in Dutch. Yeah. Being I, on I, porn sites and getting everything. I have
5: an no. old IP address which um, which confuses the heck out of, of those same systems. So every now and then it'll appear in, I'll appear to be in Sweden or, 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 or Holland or... Or, or occasionally Germany. Mostly I'm in England, but, um, but it gets very confused about where my IP address is originally from. When so, I was so on, what, when I was on Facebook, so?
1: I added, I put Swedish as my main language, and that way all the ads were in Swedish and it was easier to just ignore them. <laughs>
4: So, so what happens in a country like Canada, where you, where you you've got uh, two official languages? Do you do you actually offer both on every IVR?
2: No, oh. heavens no! I don't actually speak French. It's not widely spoken out here in Western Canada and Alberta. Uh, it was offered as part of our you know grade school instruction, and then it was an elective. And I was like, no, I'm not going to take French. Stupidest thing I ever decided because uh, I could be really cleaning up if I uh, spoke French. What about you, Michael? Do you speak French? <laughs> You're muted. I, I think. Oh, is he muted? Oh, we can't hear you.
0: Michael. But you know, you can have. I speak L'Aviz. more Spanish these days. Yeah, <laughs> that, is a good point. <laughs> that is a good point, though,
1: because in America, of course, um, almost every RVR does have a. Uh, por Espanol, uh, something uno, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is,
0: you know. Marque el número dos. Yeah, like um,
1: T-Mobile. We
2: have problems.
1: Yeah, t If you call T-Mobile, it, it definitely has that. Speaking of T-Mobile, Michael, you knew a little about this story in Dallas, and you had something to offer. Just the, the biggest uh, uh, zoom out of that is that I just read that a couple of there were a couple of deaths because there's a problem uh, with T-Mobile phones that are dialing into nine one one. In other words, these are they think it's all theoretical, and they are very confused. But apparently, these are T-Mobile phones. Phones that are on T-Mobile. I mean, that have already called 911 for something else, and they somehow ghost-dial 911 again... And when this, no, well, that's the story I read. But anyway, just to finish what I read, and then you can contradict it. Uh, the other problem is that simply they're getting saturated with calls. The times and uh, depth of it are unpredictable. That was the city speaking, though, so what do they know? What do you know, Michael? Tell me. That probably means uh, the, the,
0: city, the, the, the city is calling um, T Mobile to task on something. And it's, uh, what I've heard is there's a software. Problem with the iPhone specifically, and no, uh, couldn't be t-, t Mobile. T Mobile <laughs> is subject to this. What's What's happening is there's a bit of a you know when you don't even have a SIM in the phone, you can still dial nine one one, right? right? right. And, and and even if you're on some other carrier's network because you're roaming in. Far away, a Stan. You can still dial nine one one. That would be far away a Stan County because you'd have to be in the U.S. Um, there's some kind of a there's some kind of a problem where somebody sends a link and you click on it, and it's you know cat playing a piano, or whatever. You click on it, and it causes the iPhone to dial nine one one even though you didn't do it. So it's it's a a problem where an action on the iPhone causes in a browser or in the mail client or whatever, causes the phone to dial 911. And uh, somebody has taken advantage of this, and they're making T-Mobile customers sort of randomly and without knowing dial 911. And they found that uh, it appears that if you... Um, disabled the data channel on the phone because it goes into a loop and it's repetitively dialing 911 right, and it. if you disable the data channel you disable the data channel on the phone you can stop that loop at least but they're trying to figure out how to change it and the, the, I think the difficult part is my read on it is it's not something that T-Mobile has a lot of control of to be right. able to alter it that, that they're going to need some assistance but here T-Mobile is, th- is certainly taking it on the chin
1: here is the story it's in Dallas news Dallas city leaders T-Mobile vowed to find solutions as second death is publicly connected to 911 Ghost calls very confusing and apparently they don't have the right end of the stick. But the the point is that a babysitter called and it took thirty minutes to get through. And another person called when he got home yeah. and it took twenty minutes. I'm looking for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, is, was, a it funny, is, was a funny there's a funny quote. Funny quote, which I funny fu- as funny as something can be in a serious story was. And I'm trying to find it here because I read I tweeted it because it said that AT and T here it is AT and T the city's nine one one networks provider said confirmed that. That it is operating as designed and not part of the ghost call issue. And my point was, yeah. Well, what if it was designed in a crappy, <laughs> you know? So the operating as designed is a real cop out. But anyway, so well, you
5: know, I know what they're saying is that they've got the capacity that they've contracted to provide, and and that these ghost calls are vastly overloading right. that contracted
2: capacity. So I kind of understand right. both. Yeah, sides.
1: but it's always fun to make fun of AT and T. So
2: oh yes, sure. but I'm confused. Is it an iPhone problem or a T-Mobile problem? They don't mention iPhone in this
1: article, but. But that doesn't mean you know they may not know what they're
0: talking. The, about. The, I can't reveal where I heard this, but oh. the, the it, it's given to be it's given to me that it's an iPhone problem and that it specifically has to do with the phone's ability to dial nine one one under a very diverse range of circumstances,
1: which is an interesting disadvantage of something that really is an excellent feature that you can make calls without a SIM, without a yeah, SIM I, or I, without an account.
5: I want to I want to um, just yeah. throw a public service thing in there, yeah. which that anywhere in the world. On any GSM phone, you can dial 112 and you will get emergency service. Um the 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 international is 112. Right. That, that works everywhere in the world and it doesn't matter whether you've got a, a SIM in the phone or whether you're well, you've got a right. SIM in the phone and it's not roaming or whatever and if or if you're on the wrong carrier it still works. Like if you get a your occasion you'll see a prompt if you drift out of coverage of your carrier but you're in somebody else's you'll see emergency calls only. And that is right. because 112 will continue to work under those circumstances. How
1: does it like you hear a little bit about how that works. If you have no SIM, you're not really you're not registered in the equivalent of. Say, uh, the
5: SIM it's world. a it's a special set of messages on the on the arm interface on the on the radio interface. It's a separate set of messages which say I want to set up an emergency call, and and it's a different. I think it's effectively not even.
1: Dialing nine one
5: one. I think right. it's just saying, "I want an emergency call." That's exactly right, Tim.
1: Right. That's exactly what it does too. Do. And Corrado uh, adds an interesting thing: emergency calls can be made even when the phone is screen locked. Lots of pocket dialing going on. That's right. an important point, actually. But anyway, yeah. this and is a horrible thing. In this particular thing, case, you know,
0: somebody's somebody's just hacked around that. They throw the phone into a loop, and it, it's repetitively dialing, and it chokes the nine one one piece out. Are you saying you that
1: this is somebody deliberately screwing up things? Because two people yes. have died now. That's yes, awful.
0: it's That's there's. There's it's 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 a, an exploit that's in the wild that somebody has mm. has launched. And, and uh, it's funny that it's only occurring right now in Dallas. I, I'm curious as yeah, to. There's got to be more to it than we know. But
2: uh, Guys, unfortunately, I have to jump off right now. Okay. But this is a lovely, lovely time. Uh, I just want to remind Tim and anyone else who needs audio for any kind of demos for coming into the old world, just all you have to do is ask. I will happily do it.
5: Great. I, I will take you up on that. I have to plan the thing first, oh. though.
1: <laughs> okay, Allison, great to see you. We're really looking forward to Berlin, obviously, all of us.
2: Thanks, guys. So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! hoo Bye. Bye-bye, bye.
4: Allison. Bye, Allison.
1: Hey, that was the bleeding edge of the IP communications and VoIP community. We're at VUC.me on the web. Thanks to Simwood.com, who can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our hosted PBX is provided by onsip.com. The site at VUC.me is on Bluehost.com. We use ZipDX.com for our wideband, full-featured conference bridge. And our local rate dial-ins are from VoxBone.com. Every Friday, 12 noon Eastern Time. See you next week.